Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom, every day. Well, welcome to this episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Uh, Thanks for joining us. And today we get to talk with another children's book author, uh, Lois Melbourne, and she is the author of The STEM Club Goes Exploring and Kids Go to Work Day, both part of the My Future Story. And uh, you can find her on myfuturestory.com. And welcome to the show today, Lois. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, I'm, I'm so happy to have you on here because I love the ideas that you're taking, the idea of STEM and, and even just any kind of skill that a kid learns in a classroom and saying, okay, how do we transfer that? How do we get the kids to think about careers, their future? Um, and that whole idea behind the My Future Story. And again, check out myfuturestory.com. Um, but, but Lois, first off, tell us a little bit about yourself. You, you started as a CEO and now you're a book writer? I am. I worked as a CEO of a software company and definitely lots of STEM careers within that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I sold the company, I really had a mission to help kids explore careers, and I wanted to write books. So I've, I'm doing both of those. <laughs> that's that's and that's such a a good thing, you know. I mean, uh, one thing I read on, on one of your sites, you said you want to inspire kids to identify and explore their passions that that shape their future stories. That how do, how do we inspire kids to to find those those passions? I think when they can see connections between the things they're interested in and people that really do those things for a living, mm-hmm. it, it is inspiring. So when you can find somebody that actually designs cars or is you know working with math in order to figure out when the stoplights start and stop in their city, yeah. um, it the kids all of a sudden realize that there's there's a connection to what's in front of them, to what they could do you know, for the rest of their life, or at least for part of their life. Yeah. Like, when are we ever going to use this stuff? We're actually going to use it, right? We could actually use it. <laughs> so, so your books, you kind of, you kind of went with that idea. You, you kind of took these, these kind of like kids and you kind of, they're on a, on a kids go to work day. And, and they just kind of go and, and visit some jobs and use that kind of as the basis of your story, right? Right. And they're trying to understand what kind of jobs are in a different type of company. So what are all the different jobs in a software company? And what happens when you're talking to a veterinary student that says they don't want to be a vet? And you're like, wait a minute, but that's what you're studying. It's like, no, I don't want to be a vet, but I want to make medicine for animals. Okay. And, you know, so being able to see that there's not just one path or there's not just, you know, not everybody that works at a software company is a programmer. Yeah. There's a lot of jobs. Yeah. They're not, they're not all just sitting behind a computer screen, you know, doing the ones and zeros, the coding there's, there's like, like really there's, there's design and all those things too, to make those programs helpful and interactive and useful Um, and they all they all use different skills yes and when kids start understanding that there is a a multiple tracks even following the same education path people can wind up with very very different jobs it makes them ask more questions 
And when you can catch kids when they're still young enough to be asking questions and teach them how to ask the questions, it gets them excited. Yeah. And, and, and your books are really kind of aimed towards that eight to 12 range that, uh, that young, uh, preteen age range um, to get them to to start looking at some careers really like like to inspire kids to start identifying something that they might have an interest in yes yes and then you know school visits and such that I do are for all different ages so the conversation can be at, at any age yeah so so not only did you write these books but you can also come to a school um, live or probably probably virtually too right yes Yes. So you could actually come into a classroom and help to to get those kids to think about what kind of careers, what what passion do I have, and then build off of it. Right. And you know how you get the very predictable questions and answers. You learn those age groups that you're going to get that. I you know, come into schools and invariably there's somebody that wants to be, you know, a, a professional basketball player. Oh yeah. And I'm like, that's great. Um, you know, if you're one of the one of the world's best 500 basketball players, there yep. could be a slot for you in the NBA. But just what else are you going to do? Because the average retirement age is 27. Yeah. So I fully support your basketball pursuit, but I want you to have another plan as well. Yeah. And that is that's interesting when you, when you give the kids the facts, but you still support what they're curious about, they'll listen. Oh yeah. Like, like you were mentioning, um, you, you, you actually said this on, on Twitter a little while ago, you said some teens came to your booth and they were saying, I like rappers and I like concerts. And, and so you said, I said, have you thought about majoring in hospitality? You could get into concert promotion or work in a hotel or organize parties. And they're like, wow, I didn't know that that was even possible, that that was a job. And it's like, yeah, yeah there's thousands of people that do that. So. Yeah, and, I, and I think we have a lot of kids that, that maybe, and, and maybe this is partly, you know, our fault as educators that, you know, kids when they're young, they see, okay, I can be a fireman, I can be a, you know, a postal worker. And, you know, they, these very simple things that they meet, you know, every day, the, the, the Sesame Street kind of jobs, the people yeah. that you meet in the neighborhood. Um, but as they start growing up, and then we start saying, "Oh, you should be a software engineer. You should be a coder. You should, you should be a mathematician or a research scientist." And, and then we start pushing them into those slots too. And neither of those is very good. Yeah, I think the opportunity is where you can give them lots of different options and find the things that they're interested in. If you're interested in cars, there's thousands of jobs that involve yeah. cars. And some of them require a degree and some of them don't, even the technical ones. Some are with a degree and some are not. Yeah. So it's about uh, exploring. And, and I, you know, I highly support Googling. It's, <laughs> you know, just, just ask Uncle Google yeah. what jobs work with cars, what jobs design cars, you know, yeah. it's oh, out yeah. there. Yeah. And I, I have kids in my own class and I'm sure every educator listening has, has kids in their class or, or maybe your own kids at home and they, maybe they don't think of all those different variety of types of jobs. So your books, you know, you've got, you've got one of them, it's kids go to work day. So they go and follow some careers. You also have the STEM club goes exploring and they kind of do a, like a field trip too, right? Yes. 
Yes, so they're learning from a geologist all the different types of careers that you know involve geology. My favorite astronaut Schmidt was a geologist. You know, he was yeah. the one non-fly boy um, <laughs> that walked on the moon. Yeah. Uh, and so there's there's a wide variety of of careers that can fit into those tiny little acronym of STEM. Yeah. So, so let's, let's, let's dive into this one because there's the whole STEM acronym, but then there's the STEAM acronym. So you, you like adding that A, don't you? I do like adding the A and uh, I struggled with, would I name the book STEAM club, but I was concerned that it wasn't a broad enough accepted term that especially parents would look for STEM. Right. STEAM is so important and the A being, you know, about the arts because that way you could get an acronym that spells a word, right? It's it's design and, you know, all you have to do is pick up two cell phones from different manufacturers and the iPhone is designed very, very different than a flip phone. But somebody designed both of those. Yeah. And it's, 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 artistic. I mean, one of my favorite stories about career paths is Steve Jobs' design passion started when he took a calligraphy class because he was curious. And so he started playing with calligraphy and then that's where, you know, the fonts came from and that's where his whole drive of design, how things looked, was important. Yeah. And when you think of Apple, you think not just of, of the machine, you think of, you know, what it looks like, the, the form and the function, not yes. just one or the other. So, yeah. And, and I think that's great. And sometimes parents can um, need to be reminded that that, that that art, that design part is, is just as valuable of a, of a job or a skill or a career as, as those ones that we think of as the STEM things. Also, on, in one of the books, the STEM book, you actually have a glossary of careers. Uh, on your website, on my story, uh, myfuturestory.com, you have uh, some, some careers listed as well. And that's just to get kids started with an idea, right? Right, to get the conversation started and to fill in some, some concepts there. And, and looking at the Kids Go to Work Day book, there's questions in the back about what kind of questions can you ask an adult to learn about their job? Like, oh, that's good. What's the favorite part of their job? Um, how do they spend their day? And in fact, my advice to kids is when you get the dreaded question from, you know, Uncle Joe, what do you want to be when you grow up? And yep. it's like, ah, turn it around and say, you know, I'm not certain what I want to do, but I know that I want to meet a lot of people, or I know that I want to work in a laboratory what types of jobs do you know that would let me do that? Yeah. Who do you know that could maybe answer my questions about jobs like that? And so teaching the kids how to, to turn the questions around so that they're getting answers can be really valuable. And I also like to tell the kids that, you know, you know how you squirm when you get asked? When you ask an adult, you get to kind of watch them squirm because they don't <laughs> always know the answer to the question you're asking them either. Yeah. And those sound like some good questions. I, I would think most kids, if you had them go up to somebody that they were interested in that job, probably their first question is, well, how much money do you make? And uh, 
Yes. Really yes. simple things like that, that that really shouldn't guide what a kid should want to be when they grow up anyway. Um, they want you you really you want to help kids find what they're passionate about and and turn that into to some some possible ideas for for their future. Yeah, I like to ask them what problems do you want to solve? And I think that's a, a way to get mm. them thinking a little bit. So that's maybe a question that educators can use is, is that, you know, what, pro, what bugs you out there in the world? And, you know, I talked to one lady that is a designer in New York City. She's a city planner yep. and traffic drives her nuts. <laughs> Bad traffic flow. I think it, tra- it drives all of us nuts. <laughs> it, it drives all of us nuts, but she was really curious about it. Why yeah. do things work the way that they work? Why do all of the cars Constantina together and then spread back out? And then, oh. you know, and then there's no wreck down the highway, you yeah. know, with that. Why? And so that, that got her really looking at what are, what are the problems there? And she discovered that city planning um, was responsible for traffic flow in a city. And that's what she pursued. And she loves her job. So sometimes it's, you know, what are you curious about? What do you notice that you pay attention to? Mm. Whether you tell the kid on the bus next to you that that's what you're curious about or not, doesn't matter. Internally, what do you think about when you look out the window and you drive through town? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I see all the math and science when I drive through a town. So I guess it's good that I'm a math teacher. So there you go. That's, that's what I'm passionate about. And, and somehow I ended up being a teacher and being able to help get more kids be passionate about it. So <laughs> um, Lois Melbourne, again, uh, that's we're chatting with Lois Melbourne. You can find her on Twitter at Lois Melbourne. Uh, you can find her on myfuturestory.com. Uh, the two books are available on Amazon and other booksellers. Uh, about $8 for the Kindle version, about 16 for the hardcover. Beautiful books. Uh, I love the artwork and pictures. And, and I, think, I think a kid would just gravitate to, to reading those. They'd be great to have sitting in your classroom. Um, really even maybe just to spark a, you know, a kid's go to work day or, um, or a career uh, kind of day at your school. Probably, right? Right. Um, I think it's it's really valuable when you start approaching if your school is doing some type of career day or you're bringing in people to talk about their job. Uh, it's it's a good way to start that conversation. Yeah. And like you said, to have some of those kids, have kids think about ahead of time the questions they would ask. Um, that that could really help help spark some some ideas as well instead of just the you know, how much money do you make? And, and do you like your job? And very empty-ish, I guess, kind of easy to answer questions. You want the ones that make them squirm. That's what you said. So. That's right. That's right. And it's interesting when I go to schools, like I do a lot of career day presentations. Yep. And the schools that have an objective for the kids after the ah. professionals have been through, yep. I get so much better questions than if it's just, oh, here's a day where we're not listening to our teachers, we're listening to somebody else, you know. The ones where they have, you know, take some notes, what's the most interesting thing you learned, have you found, you know, a career, Um, and then then the one I really liked from a teacher was, what questions did you not get answered about careers? Yeah. 
And that was actually the only mandatory question on this one teacher's worksheet. Um, But it was at the bottom and she said it after, of course, they filled in everything else. It was the only mandatory one you must answer is what question did you not get asked? Oh, that's brilliant. Because that helps the kids say, I still want to know more. And and if if all you do is have some people come into your school and say, here's the careers, then they leave. And okay, then the kids go back in the classroom the next day and they're just back to doing math and science or history and reading. And eh, I'm back to just whatever. Yep. So using it as a, using it as a, as a jump off point. That's great. Um, What do you, what do you think is uh, future of education, Lois? You know, I really do think that um, getting more hands-on project-based because that's how we work. And I also, and I know there's lots of different names for it, but I love the flip classroom. Yeah. You know, I love the, go and listen to one of the best lecturers on this topic and, you know, watch their YouTube video or their Khan Academy video, and then come in and we're going to do our worksheets and our, our discussions where the teacher can help um, and engage in conversation. I like that flip. um, And I, I hope that more will do that. Yeah. And, and, and what that does is that provides more opportunity again in the classroom to say, okay, you've learned this now, what what can I can I do to to engage my passion in that as well? Mm-hmm. Um, another another final question here for you. Actually, two final questions. What's your future goal? What's your future story? Do you, you you've already been a CEO of a huge company, and and um, now you've written books. And um, I want to write more books. Oh, okay, uh, good. I want to have a whole series. The one I'm working on now is careers that don't require college. Oh, um, and so that's that will be the next one in the um, my future story series. But I'm also stretching myself. I am writing a novel, and wow. um, so that's a whole nother learning curve. So I just keep. I just keep challenging myself to learn more. Which is, which is really what we, what we all should do. Um, like you said, I mean, having a kid go out on YouTube and find something to learn, you know, I mean, I, I do that myself. We all do that as, as, as anybody who, who wants to learn something new. And, and the internet just makes so many of those kinds of things so easy and available. So Yes. Um, fun final question for you. What person in STEM, past or present, would you love to sit down and have dinner with, Lois? Well, it's on the fringe maybe of STEM, but it's the architect I am pay. Oh. Um, and I am fascinated with architecture and, yeah. and, and lots of engineering fascinates me. Oh, but yeah. I am pay built or designed one of what I think is one of the coolest buildings ever. And it's here in Dallas and it's the yeah. Symphony Center. Okay. And it's gorgeous, but the acoustics, the science of the acoustics is just mind-blowing. And, and there's so many different materials and, and components to being able to build an enormous room that you can hear from the stage to the back, even when there's no microphone. Oh, yeah. Um, so, and he's done a lot of other very cool buildings, but I am pay is my, um, would, would be my interest, but it was a tough one because Elon <laughs> Musk is, is my hero with these, the science and the business side. So that oh, kind yeah. of, that, that fulfills 
both sides, but I have a feeling I might have a tough time keeping up in conversation with him. I was going to say, you can have, you can have them both and they'll have a conversation back and forth to, and you can just sit there and just enjoy it. Right. Yes. Yes. I just, I just looked up the, uh, the symphony in, in Dallas. You said this, uh-huh. it, that's beautiful. Um, yes. And, and that's again, what did I just do? I just searched on Google and uh, there it was. It's, There's the answer. It's there's the answer. So uh, we've been chatting with Lois Melbourne um, of myfuturestory.com. Uh, that's how you can find her at uh, Lois Melbourne. Uh, two awesome books, STEM Club Goes Exploring exploring, and Kids Go to Work Day, um, both part of the My Future Story uh, series of books and can't wait for the next one because that does sound awesome too about, and, and there's a focus, a renewed focus on jobs that don't require college and yes. universities. So. Perfect timing. And, and again, you also can, um, can join uh, classrooms and schools and, and be, a, be a guest speaker and, and a help in, in that way as well. So it's been awesome chatting with you, Lois. And this has been a pleasure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's great. It's a great reminder to all of us as educators that don't just ask that question, what do you want to be when you grow up, but to, but to help kids inspire, um, to, to really think about what they're passionate about. What problem do you want to fix? That's another great question that, that you brought up again today, Lois. And, um, thank you for being a reminder of, of all that for, for all of us. So. You bet. And uh, definitely check those things out. And thanks again for listening to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Uh, f- subscribe to it on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Or um, if you're interested in being part of the STEM Everyday Podcast, find me on Twitter at Daily STEM, and I'd love to chat with you. You're listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit RemarkableChatter.com.